there, young man. Wow, jeez. Oh, hi. Have, have you seen these new aluminum precision gaming dice? Precision, you say? Go on. These dice are milled to casino standard quality, and then when we remove the material from the faces, we make sure we remove the exact same amount of material from each face. Go on. Yeah, so this is the most accurate random dice in the world. Well, how are you going to prove it? I saw some guy on the YouTube one time had some salt water and stuff. That's me! That's me! Shut up. Yeah, I'm serious. That's really you? Yeah, yeah, I did that video a few years back. That's how I met the owner. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I, I, this is like completely fate. I mean, in all the thousands of people in this convention, I run into you. Okay, yeah, sure. Let Set me up with, uh, with some good dice, man. Okay, sweet. All right. Is there anything else you're gonna need after uh, these wonderful dice? Well, <laughs> I got some. I got some tungsten dice in the back. Have you ever whoa, tried tungsten? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, I gotta save some money, cause I've heard there's some good stuff over at the Modifius booth. You wouldn't happen to know anybody over there, would you? Actually, I have a friend. You mean to take you on over there and introduce you? If it's gonna help me get through the uh, the waves of people here to get over there, sure. All right, I I have a direct path. Let's go. All right, cool. So this is your first con? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. You can't tell by the the, the, the anxiety on my face. Come the, on. The crush is a little little rough it's this intense. year. Yeah, it's, it's intense. Hopefully you won't get the con crud. Um, here here he is. Oh, there's my boy right there. Tr. Hey, buddy. What's up? Not much. How did you get here so easily? So this guy here is wanting to know something about the products that you have at your booth today. Oh, uh, yeah. I've heard some good things, man. I've heard some good things. Lots of games. Lots of potential. And you'll need lots of dice. I already got the dice. Come oh, on, come on, episode. man. Come all on. Right, all, right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 184 of Game Store Profits. I am your host, Jeff Romo. And this is the podcast about God, gaming, and groups. It's episode 184. I feel like I haven't been here forever. I feel like I've never been in a place like this in ever. But you know what? Thank goodness I'm joined by a couple of professionals, like my buddy here, Daniel Fisher. Hey, guys. And then my other friend, T.R. Knight. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. And if you can't tell by the noise that's surrounding us right now, we're, well, we're not exactly live from the convention hall at Gen Con. No. We'll get to that in a little bit. We've got a nice little hot clip with uh, with our two friends here. But, hey, man, it's great to be back. I mean, it's great to have you back. I'm excited about it. I feel good to be back. I'm, I'm happy both of you are back. Heck, yeah. Actually, I think the last time I recorded was when we were all three together. Is that a yay or nay? Uh, I think, didn't Mike? you jump in one with me and Mike? That's possible. That's possible. I don't. My memory is no good. It's uh, not so good uh, anymore. Sorry. And just to let everyone know, um, Mike is taking a current hiatus, and we're bringing Tr back in for a a spell until Mike gets some things situated. But just remember, we're always there and pray for him. And if you need anything, just let us know. So, I am now in the indefinite guest host seat. Love it. <laughs> and you know what? I, if anybody understands having to take time off, sometimes well too often and that's this guy here so all uh, all props to mike he's uh, he's been hefting it on his shoulders for a long time it's it's a, it's a good opportunity for him to take a step back and kind of reevaluate and then jump back in with fresh fresh sweet dwarf bard vocals i'm a pinch bard <laughs> mike is working on a huge dungeons and dragons campaign just for us guys just for yeah. us yeah 
Is that right? No. <laughs> oh, dang it. Well, that was disappointing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go on another hiatus. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> well, that's the end of the podcast, folks. Hello, uh, <laughs> that's the end of that podcast. TR. Well, hey. What? What, you, what have you been doing? Uh, I have been busy. How long has it been since I've been here? I don't, I've lost track. <laughs> no. Um, well, you had a school year, didn't you? <laughs> no, it has not been an entire school year since I've been here. Um, it's not been that long. No, it hasn't been that long. No, it's, I'm back. It's fun. Mike wanted to take that hiatus. You've heard the different stuff in previous podcasts where he's looking at um, finding a second job or a different job. So I volunteered to step back into the hot seat again and having to deal with um, Daniel and Jeff. So we'll see how long <laughs> I hold out. But busyness, um, uh, family stuff, things going on around the house. Uh, my kids are home. One's been doing research. One's been working at the library. We're getting ready to start college again, which is weird to think they're starting their sophomore year. I've been busy with my freelance work. I've done quite a bit for Stronghold and Greenbrier recently. So a lot of board games coming out. Quite a few came out at Gen Con, which we're going to talk about more later. Um, one of them came out for Greenbrier as well. And then right now I'm starting to crank up and get ready for Essen. So I got a whole bunch of board games I have to get ready for Essen as well. Do you get to go to Essen? I do not get to go to Essen. Then what's the point, man? <laughs> Why are you prepping board games if you're not going? Because I like doing that. No, I do. I enjoy doing <laughs> I enjoy doing the editing um, and proofreading. I'm also doing some role-playing stuff, and I'm currently working on a novella for somebody, so I can't say who. Oh, awesome. So, no, I've been keeping busy. So And mostly, if you follow on the tavern, you'll see me post things there I've been doing, or if you follow my social media stuff. So, yeah, I've been busy, but it's nice to be back. I enjoy talking to all of you and see where you've all been up to. And today, we get to talk about something Daniel and I just did, Gen Con. Gen Con. But, but before we get to that, we got, got the one and only reoccurring segment of uh, Game Store Profits to fill. The archive die. And with Jeff here, means it will have nothing to do with board games. I know. That's right. I know. I've, been, I've ensured that. These two guys, they tried to say, oh, but what about this board game we played? Oh, yeah? When the when was it made? Oh, it's just over a year. Yeah, it's not long enough. Forget it. We're going with my choice. Nah. So, uh, in light of that, I will uh, I will talk lovingly about Skyrim. <laughs> uh, and, I, and when I mean lovingly, I mean it's going to be uncomfortable. So, get your kids out of the room. No. Um, the archive dive jumping into it it has been several months since i played skyrim and i can bring it up as an archive dive because skyrim has been out for a, a while a while and i'm you know i was holding up in front of the camera this gigantic tome this uh it's called the elder scrolls skyrim official gaming guide um it is complete it is gigantic and i just like thumbing through it and i was looking at it the other day when i was prepping some game stuff and i thought man you know it's been a while since i created a new character and what have i not done in skyrim ever and that's play an archer so i started writing down a backstory for my archer i'm a nerd and then i went ahead and i started my character and it's been so long since i've actually started a new one that i was like man what's it like to be a low-level character again and what's kind of cool with Skyrim is that you can you can go anywhere if, if, if there's one or two people who listen to this show who has not seen or heard of Skyrim it is a, um, a I don't want to say massive multiplayer but it is a massive role-playing game that you can play 
Um, there is an online variant where you can play with other people, but uh, this particular one is a solo game. Uh, it has a vast, vast landscape in which you can play and you can develop your character. You can develop all these different skills ranging from archery to fighting to blacksmithing to magic all and everything in between. You can ride horses, you can rob people, you can give people money, you can buy things. I mean, you can do pretty much anything in Skyrim that you can think of. You rob people that are on their plane with you. Uh, no, because it's a solo game. Well, nice no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you play with other people, can you rob them? Uh, on the online game, on the Elder yeah. Scrolls Online, yeah. I believe you can. I, I See, that's so that's always what's really got me from getting into a multiplayer game. Right. Because if you're playing a game where it's supposed to be like Dungeons and Dragons, and you can't yeah. rob somebody just because they're another character. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. When I'm pretty sure, Jeff, the whole reason you wanted to be an archer is so you could make mm. someone else become a city guard. Yeah, that's right. I'm popping knees <laughs> left and right. I tell you, the, whenever those guys come up to you and tell you their little sad story, it's because of me. It's <laughs> my character. I did that. It's all because of Mr. So, Romo. That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I had had a lot of fun doing that. It's. It's been a while since I've been able to sit down and, and have a little bit of console time. Um, I, I don't even play games on my uh, computer or my, my tablet. This is strictly Xbox 360. That's right. I still have a functioning 360. So uh, there you go. So question That's for you. That's my... Well, I have a question for that. So you're... Oh, no. Oh, yes. You're a big okay. role player. You love yes. role playing. You do a lot of your own I campaigns do. and everything. I do. I have a problem. No, you don't have a problem. Not yet. Have you ever done or contemplated running a game in the world of Skyrim? I have. Uh, in fact, I have built a couple of towns around some of the, 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 the towns that you spend time in in Skyrim. Uh, uh, Winterhold being one of them. Uh, Windhelm. Um, when I was doing a game that was kind of more Viking-centric, I had those as a backdrop you know, with characters that were named after people that were there. Um, but as far as like borrowing a lot from the lore, I haven't gotten that direction yet. But I've seen a couple online, uh, a couple of YouTube shows online. I think um, was it Encounter Roleplay did a Skyrim-based uh, series. They're a little bit in the blue. They have they have some colorful language there, but uh, they have some good RP. But uh, yeah, it's been contemplated. I've got some sketch notes on uh, on Microsoft OneNote amongst the troves of other craziness that i have in there i'm surprised as popular as converting computer games to board games and computer games to rpgs that skyrim mm -hmm. is one they've not done yet it's probably licensing though yeah it might be maybe bethesda is kind of leery about doing that because there's i mean <laughs> i made there's okay here's how much of a skyrim nerd i am i made a wizard one time and when you go to the place where you become a wizard, Harry, you uh, get to find all of these books. And I just started sitting back and reading books. I, I spent hours just reading through the tomes. You know, it didn't matter if I leveled up or got skill points for it. I just was reading about the lore in, the, in that world. And I mean, there is, there's literally tons, tons of lore about Skyrim. So I, if any place was ripe for, for some RPG uh, uh, shenanigans, in, on the tabletop version, that's uh, definitely one of them. Oh, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah, now you're making me want to play it, and, and, and I don't play a lot of video games anymore. But I will tell you, <laughs> uh, 
kind of the Bethesda thing is that uh, me and a few people in the tavern are playing a, a uh, Savage Worlds variant of Fallout. I haven't got to play it that much because of my schedule, but I'm there. <laughs> I show up on occasion. The guys know I'm talking about them. I might show up this week. Might not. Don't know yet. <laughs> Probably will. So how long have you been playing it? That's my last question. How long have you played Skyrim? Since it came out. So it's about four gosh, years. Is that yeah, about four years. Huh? So no. I, I picked it up. Um, I ended up buying it again so that I could get the collector's edition. Um, so I've, man, I, I don't know how many different characters I've played. I've played. I played an old man, um, uh, an old ex-imperial legionnaire who went through and helped the legion uh, take back Skyrim, and then retired to uh, to become a blacksmith. And so I ended up leveling myself up through the blacksmith skill tree for like a long time. People are coming by, you know, mercenary work would be good for you. Nah, I'm too old. I'm doing blacksmith stuff. So I, I mean, I just do weird stuff in Skyrim. I mean, it's weird, weird stuff. So yeah. What'd you do today, honey? Well, I shoot some horses for four hours. I made a plus seven sword. So that horse can run really fast now. So that's our archive dive. <laughs> now look, I, I am super excited to hear about your guys' adventures in Indianapolis. You know, I, I, I'll mention it once and I'm going to let it go and then we can talk about it later. But I have so many questions because I'm going to be going to my first con in 2019. So I cannot wait to hear about the experience and then ask you two professionals the questions that I need to know in order to survive my first convention. Well... I will tell you, we do it differently. So you have to take what I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a low sodium diet, Daniel. You're gonna have to be careful. Okay. You have to be careful. I'm gonna go ahead and roll that <laughs> fabulous bean footage of uh, us on these. Now, everybody, the footage is coming up. It's not footage, but the the soundbite is uh, Saturday night. Um, and uh, it's the game night that Michael Riddle set up for us over at TR's hotel. And I just want to say Michael did an excellent job at organizing this event. Um, Very much it's so. First time, first time I really got to hang out with Michael. I met him at the con last year. Uh, didn't really, I think, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Because um, I was at the game church booth. I didn't really get to hang out with him that much. But he did a great job. Anything you might want to add to that? Because he's just awesome. No, he did a great job. He got all the tables reserved. He had um, goodie bags for everybody. He helped get the pizza order. He wandered around and greeted everybody. He was a great host. And having been the host the previous year for this event, I know what's involved. It's a great time. It's our tavern meetup. We had quite a few people there. Uh, we met other people, which we'll talk about too at Gen Con itself. But we had a good turnout. Plus, we had a publisher show up that's a friend of mine. Guys from Grail Games showed up. And Michael just did a great job being the consummate host and making everybody feel welcome. And it was great. So this is like a one-off thing. Like you, you're not at the, you're, you're not at the convention floor. You're actually in a separate location. Well, actually I had just got there and they were getting ready to play Sagrada, which I now need to buy because it's awesome. It's a very good game. Um, it's the first time I was ever getting to play it. We, I got, we got to play it, and then we stepped aside to a little noisy area so we can record this. All right. Well, 
Everybody enjoy. Here comes the clip, and we'll be back on the tail end to wrap this show. Picture this. It's a warm Saturday night in Indianapolis, Indiana on August 4th, and we're at the last night of Gen Con. We're in the Spring Hill Suites of the Marriott playing board games with tavern regulars. It's amazing. Hey guys, this is Daniel, and we're at GenCon, and I have TR Knight with me right now. How you doing, TR? I'm doing very well. So, uh, how's it been going? I mean, I've got to barely see you this convention compared to normally, because I've been stuck working in my booth. Well, and I've been working a lot in my booth as well. I did have the mornings to run around a little bit with my family, but same thing. Afternoons, work, it's fun. It's We can be both working, enjoying the gaming community, and maybe sneak a little ministry in as we have time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've been selling dice at North Foundry, and it's just been the moment we open up to the moment we... I, usually I can cut out a few minutes early to get to where I need to go, but usually it's right up to the point we close. Yeah, for me, I go to the booth in the morning, make sure everything is okay, everything is set. Um, make sure cash is good and everything in the cash box. And then I hand it off to the owner of the company, Chris Birch. Um, I've been working, by the way, the Modifius booth. If you've not been following my Twitter feeds or other things, then my family and I have the morning to spend on our own because that's kind of the agreement I have. I've been managing the booth this year for them. So uh, fourth year I think I've done this. Um, so I set it up. I come in on Tuesday, do setup, Wednesday setup, then work a little bit. And then afternoons I've been working. I work the, uh, about 2-ish um, to the 6 o'clock. Then we have to clean up. Oh, it takes forever to clean up and get out. But it is fun. And while you're doing this working, you get to meet all these people. And yeah. it's the exciting thing. And the fun thing for me, my daughters do it with me. So awesome. my daughters, Emily and Rachel, many of you who are on the tavern, see them posting occasionally. They actually work the booth with me. They manage the retail side while I get to sit out there and talk to everybody and have fun and explain yeah. the games. And so they do the real work. Yeah. I just get a schmooze with people. Yeah, that, well, that's awesome. I actually had to wait in line to talk to you uh, the other day, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's something y'all know. This is going to be my last Gen Con until my children are old enough to go with me. Uh, you know, I've, my wife, uh, as much as she loves my, what I do for ministry and things like that, uh, it's kind of getting harder and harder for me to leave her for a couple of days. So I have to cut back uh, what I do. But this year, it's been kind of weird. You know, uh, this is my fourth Gen Con, and and I've, weird people in the booth, weird things in general. I had to do an interview with Spill today. I've never done that before. Um, any weirdness that you've seen in the, the convention so far? I've seen a lot more cosplay than normal. No, no, the cosplay is there. It's just unique. And, yeah. you know, you have to look at it and enjoy that people yeah. have different interpretations of what is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but oh, a lot yeah. of people about some are gorgeous. Saw a great Rocketeer again this year. Um, saw some great um, different ones from Firefly, like a Kaylee. Mm -hmm. Saw an incredible, okay, old school here. Yeah. Saw a young teenager dressed as Delenn from Babylon 5 which just floored me. She was even walking in a nice poised status. So I turned around and said, you look wonderful, Delenn. And she had this beaming smile as she turned around that someone could guess she was Delenn oh. from Babylon 5. And so there were some really good cosplays. Yeah, um, cool. weird I stuff. saw Mary Poppins. Which Mary Poppins? Ah, uh, the, the, the can-do. Wandu, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's been a long day. We're, I'm about ready to lose my voice, and I'm wore out. It's just been nuts. But it's been awesome. Though. Yeah, but I mean, so... For me, you know, not as much weird stuff. I mean, the fun thing about it, you get this bigger crowd, I mean, over 60,000 people. Yeah. What fascinates me in this is part of it is 60-some-thousand people can be walking down the street, and I still bump into people that I've not seen in forever, didn't know, didn't know they were here, and all of a sudden, boom, 
like there was the people from Red Brick that I worked with the very first Gen Con I was here. Yeah. I helped at a booth at Red Brick. They've not been here since. Didn't know they were coming. They didn't. They last minute chose to come. And I bumped into them on the street, walking back. Got a huge hug from one of the owners and everything, and it was exciting. So to me, the best thing about Gen Con is like what we're doing tonight. We're having this tavern meetup. It's all about relationships. I mean, we've talked about this before. The game community is, is smaller than you think it is. The publishers know each other. The people who work. I'm bumping into people that have been coming to the booth for years because they like Modiphius. But the main thing is it's relationships. Uh, many of you know I'm a freelancer. So I'm meeting with different publishers, and I'm meeting with people I've worked with before. But what's even more special is, as a freelancer today, we do a lot of stuff online, which yes. means we're doing things with people all over the world. Multiple people this year I've got to meet face-to-face -face that I've been working with for years and have never seen. I've never even heard their voice. It's all been email. So I got to meet you know, a friend of mine named Sarah Newton, who worked on Mindjammer with me from Normandy, France. And she's in the booth with me. So I got a huge hug from her from the first day when I saw her. I bumped into Roman from Amsterdam. I bumped into a bunch of the people from the tavern yeah. that I've only seen in the tavern, like Andy from Whimsy. And so it's yeah. to me, as much as games are fun, as much as the hoopla is fun, yeah. as much as the cosplay is fun and the big events, it's being here with people that I get to see once a year from all over the world. Some people I see more than once because there's some local people. Yeah. Like my family come to Gen Con, but it is all about the relationships. Yeah. You may say 65,000 people, and that scares in some people that are introverted and other stuff, but of those 65,000 people, I can tell you easily the 20 or 30 people I've met and spent quality time with and enjoyed this week, and it just kind of blends away that big crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mentioned it before. The last podcast that, uh, yeah, that was Michael Riddle, by the way, that yelled just now. But uh, I mentioned at the last podcast that, you know, this this is all about me seeing people and, and things like that. And, and TR, you know, he, he's the one that I really like to see the most. Him and his family, I do mention that because, you know, this is the only time of the year I get to see them and spend time with them other than, you know, do video chats and things like that. And, and you know, I've... To me, it's it's all about. I'm gonna miss this. I really am, and I'm gonna miss the people like Michael Riddle over there yelling and screaming at people and and just playing games. He's awesome, and just making new friends. Cause I've I've brought friends that aren't in the tavern to to like the tavern thing, and they're now making new friends, and it's gonna be awesome. And we're excited about that. Oh yeah, I mean we got a couple. We got a publisher here that's a friend we've learned from yes. Rail Games, and they're here. Kevin was here earlier. He's yeah, occasionally, Kevin, yeah, he's occasionally on the tavern, but he's here active often, and it's kind of neat to see him each year at Gen Con. And, and relationships are interesting too, because not only do we have the relationships that are friends and people we've gotten to know over the years, we have our professional relationships, but it's these random relationships. Yes. We make new friends so fast. And both of us, we were talking before we started this, weird experiences we had. So I'll start with mine because I think his is weirder. So mine, for those of you who have known my freelancing, I do indexing, editing, um, I do proofreading, I do a little writing. So one of the funny things for me is, when you do indexes, people think, wow, you're weird if you enjoy doing indexes. But I actually do enjoy doing indexes. Well, one of the things I did, so, well, actually it's two, I'll give two stories. One of them, I was sitting here and it kind of, they blend together as the story. 
we have this game we're selling it's called Vampire the Masquerade and a lot of people are coming up and looking at it and I see someone looking and I ask you have you any questions can I help you and I answer questions well I finally had somebody that said hey do you have any questions they said no I help work on this game oh really that's wonderful and we started talking yeah I did the index oh my so we got into this long conversation about indexing I'm sure we bored everybody around us as we talked about how indexing works how Adobe does indexing how auto generated indexes I'm parting to put you all asleep now and I know this I'm hearing yawning in the background but just the idea we're having this conversation well then either her boyfriend or husband or someone walks up and says um, what are you all excited about well this guy's an indexer too and so we're talking well he's like wait you do indexes yeah well what have you worked on and I mentioned I've worked on Pugmire well Pugmire is a fun little game that's done by the Onyx Path and it's about um, uplifted dogs so dogs that are anthropomorphic after man has disappeared and it's a fantasy game where you play dogs okay that's funny well the indexing is fun the game has a bit of humor well, my favorite part of this index is a funny little section that talks about curse words used by dogs. And I'm not going to go into them, but it's funny. And I told the guy, that was just one of the funny little quirky things. He goes, hey, I work in the industry. I know how important the work is an editor does and an indexer. And he goes, since she does indexing, I really know how important it is. He goes, I'd like you to sign my book. And I'm like, what? Assign a book I indexed? <laughs> oh, no, this is, I want you to do this. Yes. Well, here's the funny part. He goes, but no, I want you to sign it here. And he opened the book to the dog curses and had me sign it right there. So a little bit of an odd experience, but it's those little moments when you get to work in a booth or you're just walking around like my college roommate or my freshman year comes one day a year this is the one time i see him yeah. and bump into him so it's those things so i know you had a weird experience okay. too so as everybody knows i love dice i love the the idea of dice the feel of dice the math behind dice the fact that dice are random and i'm working in a dice booth this year and so i'm selling the most precise dice in the world currently at the moment so you know, it's become a running joke that I'm an internet sensation in the booth with the um, with the dice float test, and so we're sitting there, and I, it obviously it kind of strikes me as I, I think I know more about dice than the guys that have been selling it for the past few years, just from the fact that I study it. I know their product very well as well. Uh, it's one of my favorite companies, but uh, you know, we're standing there, and this one guy goes, "Well, how precise are these dice?" And you know. One of the other guys working with me as a joke and said, "Well, he's Dr. Dice. You need to talk to him. He's an internet sensation." And so the person's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, have you seen the dice float test on YouTube?" And they're like, "Yes." And I said, "Well, that's me. I created that." They're like, "What? My friend was just talking about you the other day." And and I was like, "Okay." They're like, "Can I get your autograph?" And I literally had to autograph one of our business cards to hand to. Plus, he asked for his picture with me, which was weird because I'm usually the one asking for pictures with other people. Like, I got to meet one of my guys, Uncle Adam, from Tabletop Meetings and got my picture with him. But yet, this guy is treating me the same way that I treated Uncle Adam. And that was the weirdest thing that had ever happened to me. Hmm, that is fun. <laughs> okay, so we, we've talked about weird. I think. We're here at Gen Con. Not all of you have been at Gen Con. It is a big convention. They're saying over 60-some thousand a year, you know, people this year. So I think we should give you a little bit of some highlights for things we see. So from your perspective, so you talked about your weirdest and some relationship. What's been uh, probably one of your biggest highlights here? I know you've been working mostly, but what's been a highlight, either a game that you've seen that's fascinating or something else about Gen Con and its experience itself? As far you... as games, um, that company that makes the little uh, card games that, that look like a stick of bubblegum? Yes. They're here, and I'm hitting their booth up tomorrow. 
Uh, I've been looking at their stuff. Games, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been, I'm going to hit their booth up tomorrow. Uh, highlights, though, is actually just, again, seeing my people. Um, you know, it's uh, I got to meet Andy, too, and it was cool. So we talked a few minutes and things like that. And, and this year has been really hard for me because I've noticed that every child in there, because I have a 15-month-old at the house, and I see every toddler and every baby, and, and, and I miss my kids, but yet... You know, it brings joy when the owner of North Foundry brings his kid into the booth and it makes me happy. It's just all these families just that are here together. That's my big thing. That's what's actually making me happy. I mean, you raised your kids here. Hmm. Well, it's every year, you how, they've been coming here since they were, what, 16, 15 years uh, old? They've been here since they were like, well, let's see, so they're 19 now, so since they were 14. Yeah, and that's what warms my heart because... This is what this this is what we're about. It's about bringing families and friends together, and I'm seeing it every day. That to the mother pushing the stroller with their child in it, to the daughter pushing the, the mother in the wheelchair, and you know, it's just it breaks my heart and warms it at the same time. Yeah, and same way relationship. Like I agree. I met Andy and her family, her little daughter. Yeah. Cute little side stories. When we went there, I. I said hi to her and it kind of scared her. Yeah. So she kind of hid behind the table, but then she went around the side yeah. of the table and talked to my daughter. Yeah. And so my daughter Rachel and her started playing. Yeah. So we went back later, and when we showed up later, she ran around the booth to say hi to my daughter Rachel. Yeah. And so that was a fun thing. Um, I think for me, um, some highlights for this year, I've been recognized more as a freelancer, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The point uh, This year I got to be a very important person at a couple events. So That's at a release awesome. party for Stronghold, I was introduced as the editor for Stronghold, and you know, be at a guest table. I got to go to the Rolling Dice and Taking Names um, meetup, and they introduced me and said, hey, all of you love games. This is the guy that makes the games better that we <laughs> it, enjoy. It is. He edits every article I do, which is like two. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, other highlights, you know, there's so many games, a lot of cool stuff here. I, funny thing for me this year, kind of a quirky thing, I ended up buying more older games than newer yeah. games because partly I picked up um, some. There was a gentleman from the tavern who brought games that I purchased and I picked up and I have those now. Uh, there's games I got from a friend of mine named Angus uh, that I met in the game industry. He brought stuff from England that yes. I purchased. I actually picked up the old box sets of Top Secret. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that's kind of cool. But there's just there's so much here. I mean, we can't in this few yeah. minutes that we're just kind of giving you highlights go over it. Mm-hmm. Probably in another podcast later, once we've had time to sleep and really think about and digest, what's, everything. Yeah, and digest everything, we'll talk about what games we really enjoyed. We'll reflect on some of the big events. Um, but Daniel and I just really wanted to kind of give you, in the moment, we're here. Um, we're kind of taking a little moment away from the other guys here playing games um, with the Tavern Meetup. Good group here, about what? 12, 15 people here tonight. Oh, yeah. We still have a few coming in, walking in. So Eating some really, pizza, yeah. eating some baked goods that my daughter and I made. Yeah. But we just wanted you to know, we're thinking of all of you. We'll talk more about Gen Con. We both had showers and sleep <laughs> and some other stuff. Um, but we wanted to say, hey, Gen Con is cool. Daniel and I really, it's one of our few times that we're face-to-face yeah. and can actually talk face-to-face yes. doing this. Um, do you have any last things you want to say as part of this, too? Well, um I just want to tell everybody at Gen Con, I love y'all. Um, I'm going to miss everybody that I normally get to see here until I can get my children back here and, and introduce them to this wonderful world of gaming to this level. And uh, hopefully it's sooner than later. Yep. And our next big highlight is tomorrow is the uh, 
Christian worship service. Yes. Nothing like sitting in a room full of gamers, geeks, and Christians singing song, praising, and, look, yeah, and looking around and seeing people dressed in cosplay, <laughs> and shirts about dice trying to kill them, yes. and everything, and just... We're not there yet, but it is always one of the greatest highlights of Gen Con yeah. every year, and I'm sure it is at Origins and at the other conventions, just that Christian worship among um, Christian gamers is yes. fun. So, hey, we want to say hi to all of you. We'll talk to you more later. So this is TR signing off. And Daniel, and hopefully the next voice you'll hear is me, TR, or Jeff Romo, or even Mr. Mike Perna. See you guys later. Wow, I sounded really tired there. I remember that <laughs> day. His nappy I was poop. tired. I just, I come off the floor, had dinner, and there I was. And it was just like, that was day three, and I've been worse. I'm going to tell you all a secret. I don't stand a lot in my normal day. Um, I'm a software developer. I sat down on my butt all day long. And for those three days, I'd been standing for like eight hours a day. And my hotel was like six blocks away. So, TR. Did you check your stats, by the way? I walked over 30 miles. Um, I walked about six to seven miles a day. You Fitbit nerds. No, it's it's on my phone. It's yeah. just the Apple Health Kit. And, <laughs> and then standing on carpet and foam-covered concrete for hours on end each day working yes. a booth is, is challenging. Now, it was good. We had fun talking. It was just sure. neat to, while we were in the moment, just to kind of give you a quick, this is what we're thinking. It's, you know, mostly over, but we wanted to give you an idea. Plus, we were at the meetup, and we thought we'd say hi. So that just gives you a little yeah. bit of a feel of why they're there. But Jeff, yes. you said you had some questions for us. I do, I do. And uh, gosh, how do I lead off with this? Because so I'm I'm doing two things, which is ridiculous. Number one, the least ridiculous one is that I'm going to my first convention, and yes. I want to fight as ridiculous because I've been an avowed nerd for most of my life and never done this. Um, I've been, well, I've been to one or two comic conventions back in Texas, but they've been, you know, they're small potatoes, right? They're, but you're going to be going with a pretty good team on this next convention. Well, right, right. And and, and that's what's kind of cool is that I'm going to have Daniel Fisher, I'll have Sean Brooks, I'll have Derek, Derek uh, the Geek Preacher. It's going to be there. So it, it, I'm going to have great people surrounding me and kind of guiding me in my first uh, my first uh, first go at this. But the, the the other ridiculous side of this is that I've I've uh, wanted to run tables at a convention for a while now. I've been practicing my one shots, and I'm going to continue doing so the rest of this year. Um, hint hint to the tavern I'll be recruiting. Uh, but the I'm doing both at once, right? I'm yeah. my first con, and then I'm going to be running tables. So yeah. and I met Gary Con like the. It's the foundation's you know, venture here. So I, I guess one of my first questions is, how how do you present yourselves at a convention? Right? You know, I mean, I I, I do I do I come in there and I, I I go in and I set up a table? Do I should I take a perusal of the place first? Should I, you know, what's what's like your first things when you go in? To a convention. When I go into the convention, the first thing I do is jump out of the car, try to find Derek White, and give him a big hug. <laughs> that's the first thing I do. And Sean was standing right there, I'd give him a big hug too. So at this convention, that's what's going to happen. Uh, nah, seriously, it's unload the, unload everything and get it to where it needs to be. 
and that first night that we'll be at Gary Con, that's where we're going to be, guys. It'll be us unpacking and setting everything up and eating dinner. To be honest, that's when I've gone to Gen Con, it's always get into your hotel, get your kind of base set, know what you're doing, and then for me, head over to the exhibit hall and set up the booth. Yeah. But in general, what I would always say is anytime you go to an event, because I also do events for my day job, you know, for IT, it's always get your bearings. You know, don't get overwhelmed from where you are. Get there, either get to your hotel, go register, do something that helps you settle in, relax, find a rhythm before you get, you know, hit with all the newness. Um, that'd be what I would say is don't worry about, yeah, I mean, it's, and then like he said, find someone you're familiar with, you know, whether you're going with like, I go with my family or if you're going to meet friends, have lunch, have dinner, do something that starts you off happy, comfortable, around people you trust, then everything else just starts flowing in. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like you're not going to have anything to do because when we get there, I'll be barking orders. And... Oh, no, no. I don't tolerate that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, yes sir, Mr. This is the, this is the aforementioned low-sodium diet. Right? <laughs> well, no, okay, so, uh, so that's a good plan. So first thing, get your bearings, then find people you know, and give them giant hugs yes. that immediately establishes your convention Dominance. cred. So that's good. And then help with setup. And then you're off to the races. Yep. Nice. So have you guys ever like done uh, done a one-shot at a convention? Like played in a one-shot game? I've played one. Played one. Played one? Run one? No, I've not run one. Um, usually, I mean, I'm usually at conventions running booths. Um, so I don't get a lot of time to play. Um, as far as what we do at Gary Con, we, yeah, there'll be time to play. So we got to play some board games. I got to play D and um, I didn't run anything last year. I'm gonna run something this year though with you. Um, not with you, with you, but it'd be me, you, yeah. and and Derek will be running stuff. So, how about you, T R? You ever uh, done a? No, I've been game? too busy working booths. I mean, I play board games. I've you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I've demoed games, I've played games, I, but actually doing role playing, it's kind of sad in many ways, and I want to at some point. Um, I'm actually reevaluating my Gen Con involvement in the coming years just because life changes. Kids are off doing mm-hmm. summer internships, wife's health. So this was actually my last year managing a booth. I've been managing a booth for years, you know, helping get this staff there, petty cash, set up, tear down, run the booth. So, I've been more on the business side of Gen Con than I have on the enjoy and do everything fun side. Yeah, same here. Gotcha. All right. Well, you know, let's enough of my stuff. If we have some more time later on, I'll ask some more questions. I want to hear more about your guys' experience. So, so talk to me. What what was like some highlights, some even some lowlights to kind of give it a little flavor? But so for me this year. This this year for me has been a summer, or not a summer, but a, a year of getting our financial mess straightened out. You know, we've been on Dave Ramsey, and this con for me was working and making money. And the type of personality I have is I'm a people pleaser, so I have to go above and beyond to help everybody and make them happy and stuff like that. So um, I was working for Drew, and... I was going to work. I was going to work the most amount of hours, sell the most money and dice, and and do the best I could. And 
I was there from open to close every day. So it was interesting. But I got hmm. I got to see Joe Maganello. Yeah. Very cool. So are you as tall as he is? Because you're he's a tall a, guy. He's about, uh, I think he's about two, three inches taller than me. Uh, he, he uses Drew's product mainly exclusively. And so I'm not trying to give any shout outs to that stuff. But the thing was, he came up to the booth. He had his handler. And Drew was, you know, getting him the stuff he needed for the night and things while I was trying to deal with the customer. And I was actually making my first huge sale, like $500 on one set of knives. And it was a set of tungsten. And the guy, he was handing so me you his, were trying to sell me the tungsten earlier. Yeah. I don't know what you were They're up to. $475 a set. I'm trying to sell it to everybody. But no, as I was, um, as I was doing that, and getting the guy's card, he looked up and says, Is that Joe Maganello? I said, Yeah, but you need to calm down and don't go over there. Let him do his stuff. And it was just so funny because that guy's like, but, but he's over there. I'm like, Yeah. And he's a gamer, not an actor right now. So let him get his things and he'll probably come over and say hi to everybody. So, but yeah, that's how it went. That's kind of cool. He was on the, the Stephen Colbert show. Yeah, well, I watched that this morning. Night, I think. Yeah, I got to check that out. That's cool. Um, for me, Gen Con, the biggest thing always is it's the relationships. I mean, working is fun. Playing games is fun. Spending more money than you should is fun. Uh, <laughs> but the biggest thing is relationships. I mean, it's the same thing right. we've talked about here. I've talked about in classes. I've taught. I always I say this, but it is so much fun. Like, I see Daniel. I get there. I get to see Daniel. But And that's the one time a year so far that I've got to see him. It's the one place I've seen Mike Perna. But also, for me as a freelancer, I do a lot of work online. I work with a lot of different publishers and designers and writers and stuff. And so what happens is, I've never met them. They're just <laughs> internet names. Some of them are Twitter handles. and it, Most of them fake. Yeah, I no, think they're bots. Yeah. No, they're not. And so it was so fun to be able to walk up to someone and finally look them eye to eye and talk to them. And you know, shake hands and get a hug and get a, wow, it's so great to finally meet you. And so people I've worked with, like the very, the second book I ever proofread was Mind Jammer by Sarah Newton. She was in our booth this year working. So I got to spend nice. time. And so did my daughters with Sarah Newton, hang out with her, have her actually sign the book that I've worked on. And so that was fun. I got to see her. Um, got to spend time with Roman, who's from Edition Spell Weissa. I got, that's just probably completely butchered that German. And, uh, <laughs> but the idea, I did that. Uh, a couple people I know on Twitter, other editors, then people I see once a year. I mean, Gen Con, one of the reasons I find it so special now, having been there for seven times now for me, is there are people I see every year that work in the industry or game community. So I see like the guys from Rolling Dice and Taking Names. I see the guys from the Dice Tower. I see fellow editors like Paul Grogan of Gaming Rules. You see a lot of the other vendors I know and the publishers I know. And so to me, working is fun and everything, but you you hear it on some other podcasts. They'll often call Gen Con and other big cons the summer camp for geeks and summer camps mm. for gamers. Right. It is in many ways if you treat it that way. It's a time to hang out. So, yeah, Daniel and I both worked, but it doesn't feel like work. No. You're, you're talking to people and having fun and meeting all these random people and like former students of mine that happened to be at Gen Con showed up and said hi. Oh, nice. My <laughs> my niece and nephew showed up and informed me 
you know, let me know what's going on in the family and tell me about things, you know, in other parts of the, of the family. Uh, my former college roommate from my freshman year comes down for a day and I get to see him and I don't see him very often. Um, nice. So that's, to me, Gen Con, if it was my first time going, it's different. You talk about first time, you're building the friendships, except for the few people you know there. Once you go to them for a while, you build friendships that are kind of like your old friendships from college and stuff. You, know, you just show up and it's like no time has passed. It's like it's been a whole year since last Gen Con, but we instantly start talking about things together. So I guess to me, that's always a highlight. And it makes fun little stories when you're like, well, who did I bump into? Who did I get to see? Like seeing Kevin, you know, the guy who owns the world's largest dice collection is a riot to sit down with every year and talk to. Um <laughs> I see him all the time. Yeah, I see him all the time. You do, but I don't. Um, so yeah, to me, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time though. So when you talk about highlights, that's the highlight, and I think that's we're going to talk about this a little bit later too. It's also one of the the sad parts of it when you leave, because yeah. you're like, yeah, you're, you're making those connections, yeah. right? You're making those connections, and plus, they're so. I mean, I've been in situations where you're with a lot of people, and you're seeing, you know, like reunions, that sort of thing, and my gosh, like those connections you make in those situations has got to be so vibrant. So such a high point, such a bright point. And, 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 and it's like, it's those things you just don't want to end. Right. So like what you're talking about, I think one of the things like with TR, when he was saying that you could start to get to know people, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, this is my fourth Gen Con and, um, people get to know you, especially the people running the booths, especially if you frequent those booths. And, and like over time, like you know, you start talking to them and things like that, and 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 building that relationship, and you're actually seeing their kids grow up sometimes because their kids are there, and and yeah, I mean, it, that that's cool and that's amazing because like normally like people would never think to talk to the booth people other than can I get this and this and this, but when you sit down and do that, and then maybe you can go share a meal with them, you know. And then and build that relationship even further. Well, and something that's great. even fascinating. So Gen Con is huge. We'll just be honest. It's 60 plus thousand unique people. And even with 60,000 some people, some of my meetings are deliberate. Like I knew they were there. I either emailed or tweeted to them and said, hey, I'll meet you here or meet me at my booth. But I was just right. like walking down the sidewalk, coming back from a meal bumped into people i've not seen since my first gen con seven years ago it's the booth i worked in they were back they hadn't been back in a long time and i get this huge hug i haven't seen them in seven years totally random they decided at the last minute to show up at gen con this year and that's what gets me 60 plus thousand people and i can bump into somebody i know <laughs> so that's pretty cool and then big shout out to that kind of the highlight to me and i know daniel agree and I won't remember everybody's names, is all the various tavern people. There were tavern people, you know, from our Facebook group all over Gen Con. Some working different booths, some just at the event and stopping by our booth to say hi. So many great stories that, I, to me, that was a big highlight this year. That previous years, like we had our first tavern meetup last year, but it was just yeah. at the meetup. But that, and you know, that was great too, seeing that picture. 
the the big picture of everybody yeah. together. But yeah, you're saying this time you. Uh... Well, this time we sought each other out on purpose. Like we actually were trying mm-hmm. to find each other's booths and where are you and what are you doing? And we did it throughout the day. So like Michael Riddle mm-hmm. showed up in the booth a couple of different times and said hi. I passed Daniel a few times and waved at him. Uh, we went by Whimsy. Uh, is it Whimsy Works? Yes, um, I saw Andy. Yeah, and saw Andy and her daughter and. That was fun. My daughter got to play with her daughter. And so my daughter's 19 and hers is what? Three? Four. Three or four. And so it was fun to watch them interact and play together. And and we were actually talking about next year. How can we do this even better next year? We've talked about picking a booth somewhere and maybe meeting there and praying each day for the convention. Just like a quick show up, whoever's available, kind of a drive-by prayer, keep right on going. But, (laughs) But the idea being we're now building a network of the tavern at Gen Con. And it'd be interesting right. to see if we could do something similar at Gary Con and at origins. And it's just, it's a nice mm. way to have our community that we have an in inroads at other locations. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and I was really super, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I haven't been in the tavern as often as I should. I, I post very rarely. And that's usually just to throw out a shout out to the all bards campaign as we, you know, drop stuff on Fridays. But I, I I was so happy to see, you know, whether it was you, TR, or whether it was you, Daniel, like posting things or Mike Riddle or whomever, just saying, hey, I'm going to Gen Con. Let's do it. Post up here. Who's going to be where? Who's going to be doing what? And making that connection. I mean, it's so powerful. And like I said, when you're when you've been talking online with people as often as we do to actually be in the same physical space. You know, I mean, it's so exciting. I'm, I'm so looking forward to finally meeting Daniel face to face. Oh yeah, that's really you know, amazing. You're gonna get the I'm biggest. I'm so hug. looking forward to it. I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait to I'm meet Sean. I can't back. wait to meet Derek. Oh man, <laughs> just go for it. That's fine. I'll be sitting down the rest of the time anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 and we, and we can always, we can always come back a little bit here after the turn. But I, Tr, you put in a few really good verses for our transition, for the time to, to make the turn. And one of those verses was Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And I'll it, it, indulge me as I read this here real quick. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And to think about the idea of prepping that time together, anticipating that time together. You know, it's been so long since I've recorded with with Games for Profits and, and recorded together. I was so excited today when I found out that I was going to get off work in time to be here. I was so excited, and to be able to see Daniel, be able to see Tr. I was I was hoping Mike might be able to make it, but I know he's he's super busy, and I I respect and and I honor and I pray for that. And it stirs me up. Right, and listening to that recording and listening to you guys talk about Gen Con and these conventions, it just stirs you up to be able to be in the presence. And I'm not knocking getting together online. It's fantastic, and I, I have wonderful times. And I've met all of you through this. I've met so many of the fans out there through this medium. But to be able to just you know be in that presence and to pray to one another, pray pray with together, uh, to be able to dine together. Oh my gosh, man, that, that just stirs you up. You want to just go out and conquer after that, stir, stir each other up to do great works. That's why I, I love the uh, church service so much on 
Sunday mm, mornings. Yeah. Um, the reason, and I, I talk to my pastor about this all the time, I'm, and and sometimes we all kind of, you know, this might be a little gatekeeperish in a way, but I'm trying not to be. Because of the things that we love and the things that we do, we all kind of have some of a similar background when it comes to the way we were, we grew up and and how we were taken by the people that were not gamers. And just for a fact of having all these people there with us that are gamers, that are all worshiping Christ, that are all singing together, that are listening to an awesome sermon together and taking communion together. It, it was It's amazing. And every year it's just something I so look forward to. And it kind of hurts a little bit because, as I said um, in post-past, um, this is my last Gen Con until my kids are old enough to go with me. And the reason being is when I'm up there, I hurt. Um, seeing babies in strollers, it makes me miss Sammy. Seeing kids playing games with their parents makes me miss my kids. And I want them to enjoy the things that I enjoy. Even though I'm working, there's still time to play. And you know, just so I can spend time with them while we do this, and and that, and you know, that's what it's about. It's about the relationships with your friends and your families, and that's one of the reasons why I'm pulling back from that, and until they're ready to go. Yeah, and Sunday is interesting. Sunday, you know, we talk about this whole relationship thing. Yeah. Sunday's that day you go to the church service. It's the last big high of the event. Yes. For us, for the faithful. I mean, we're we're there. Our friends are there. You're at the church service. And then when you finish that, you realize, wait a minute. This is the last day. It's my last shift in the booth. We're going to tear down, pack up, drive home. Not going to see people, some of these people for another year. Some of these people I'm not going to see again that's not coming back to Gen Con. And so you cherish even more those relationships you've built. And now you think about how do I keep cherishing them? How do I stay in touch with them? Now that I've seen them face to face, I care even more about them. It's like this whole idea of, you know, don't neglect the time together. You know, make sure, even if we can't be face to face, keep building those relationships online or a phone call or like a good right. example. There's a group that I've gotten to know. Um, there's a couple um, that work a booth and we're trying to figure out it's hard to get to each other, but not halfway. And so we're trying to figure out, could we meet sometime, you know, this fall, halfway, and not just have Gen Con that we're together. So if, even if it's just once or twice a year outside of Gen Con, could we spend time together? Which shows it's gone beyond just being someone in the game community to actual friendship. Yeah. And then from friendship, does it become more like brother and sisterhood? You know, do you build up to that? And I think that's, that's something to take away from a convention it's more than just a place to spend money. It is more than just a place to play games. It's more than just a place to entertain yourself. It's a gathering. It's a time that people are fellowshipping, that actual term. We're eating meals together. We're spending time together. Some of us are worshiping together. That's more than just a convention. We're sharing life. I mean, yeah. if you think about the early church, that's what they did was share life together. I mean... And that's what we're doing at these conventions. And and like you said, you're talking about meeting somebody halfway. I do that with Kevin. Like, he at Christmas time, his dad lives four hours from me. 
he goes and visits his dad, but we meet up for a meal in right in the middle in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. We meet up. I drag my kids there, one of our other buddies, and we meet at a Cracker Barrel. I'd like to apologize to everybody who lives in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. But but we sit there for four <laughs> to five hours eating biscuits. That's great. That's great. Some biscuits and cheese, baby. The butter and gravy. Chit-chatting, and that's it. And, that's a waitress that's getting a very good tip. Oh, yeah, she does. Heck she yeah. gets a massive tip. Heck, yeah. But, but yeah, like... We do that. It's because we, yeah. we desire to be with the people that are like us. You know, I, I, I got to say, for me, I, I find myself sometimes falling into that neglecting arena. Because when there's, there's a lot of cases where I tend to hermit up and I kind of shut down. And I try and deal with things on my own. You know, I say I'm praying and I, you know, I talk with my wife, obviously, but... A lot of times I just kind of herm it up, and I'm, I've, I've that word neglect. Tr saying it, you, Daniel, you talking about being close with people and going all the way out to Virginia to be at a Cracker Barrel. I got an email from Tr today saying, "How are you, my friend? I haven't heard from you in a while." And I sat there and I stared at that email for a good solid fifteen minutes. I stared at, it, I reread it, and I kept asking myself, "Why the heck have I not reached out? Why the heck do I do this to myself?" And I think the great thing about these conventions is that it brings together a bunch of people like me, like us, that tend to kind of hermit up sometimes. You know, and I think I might be a little more uh, guilty of it than you two guys. You two are gregarious monsters. You guys are awesome. And it's just, it's so the antithesis of me sometimes. So it's, it's fantastic to hear about this, about the, the powerful friendships you can develop going to these conventions and then the idea that you're following along with this passage that you're strengthening that you feel that desire to strengthen it so it's that's fantastic i love hearing that and that's my challenge to anybody that we met at gen con daniel and i met a bunch some overlap between us don't let that fade we've had that meeting we've spent time now with each other let's keep talking about it let's see if we can meet each other either Gen Con or somewhere else or keep talking on the tavern or on our discord channel or something. Let's, let's keep that relationship building and not make it just a, Hey, I met you at Gen Con and that's it. Let's, you know, keep building that. And it doesn't have to be a ton. Like you don't have to have huge, meaningful conversations every time you could send them a joke or a meme and just have a chuckle with them, but just let them know that you're thinking about each other. It's that connection, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To me, that is the greatest thing about any time event you go to, whether it's a family reunion, meeting at Cracker Barrel, going to a huge, <laughs> giant, sixty-plus thousand people convention. It's too many people. Yeah, but oh my gosh. thing is, but I always tell everybody, it's sixty thousand people, but the only person that matters is the person in front of you. Right. Oh, nice. That's solid. The person you're talking like when I'm at the booth, the person that matters to me is the person I'm currently talking to. And until I'm done talking to them, I care about the people around me, but I'm focused on the person I'm talking to. Same way. I'm with my family. They're the one I'm talking to. I go to a lunch. I went with lunch to Daniel. He's who I'm talking to. There's this huge crowd around you, but you Mm. have to focus on who's before you. That's nice. Like Daniel focusing on Joe Mangiolano Mangiolano so, so much, you know. Uh, he's I'm just, just a dude. I'm he's a dude. No, but actually, he said it right. He did focus on him and saying, "Let him be a gamer. 
Let him enjoy Ooh. buying the dice. He doesn't How have dare to be you this. Turn my slow. joke into something serious. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but, it's, but, he does. but it's true though, and you're going to notice this, Jeff. You have you've never been to a convention before, so you're going to be in a room, okay, with us. I already don't like it. Okay, no, listen. You're going to have Luke Gygax coming down there, spending time with his kids in that room. You're going to have uh, the Hickmans, uh, Margaret Weiss. Uh, you might even see Ernie come down, but they're coming down to spend time playing our games in this room and and so that's kind of you're going to nerd out a little bit about this but that's the thing though they're just like us they just want you to talk to to them just like we talk to you and vice versa because there's still people you know there's some people out there that say like well i'm so and so i demand a little respect but i've never seen that happen except very rarely in the gaming industry and, good. and and but that's that's the thing I wish people would really realize that you can actually have relationships with these people that we consider famous just by talking to them as like a normal person and, and that's that's the cool part about it and TR probably knows what I'm talking about as well because they're there just to buy product they're there to learn about the new games and things as well and and that's they just want to be a gamer I like that just want to be a gamer. Just want to meet people, develop those relationships. That's man, I can't wait. Now I'm like, I, I was nervous, but now I am getting more and more oh, excited. Because I told you all those people were be downstairs playing games with you. Well, no, because I I, I I said this at the beginning. I mean, the idea that I'm going to finally meet you face to face, and the and just the wonderful places that our friendships can go. <laughs> you know, becoming family and, and, and really just bonding and having that time together and actually share a meal, break bread. I mean, it's kind of weird when we're like, you know, pretending to break bread on camera. I mean, I, I didn't want to say anything. It's kind of awkward, but <laughs> to actually do it face-to-face is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome getting to go to a church service with Derek White and having a little communion with him as well. Can't wait. It's, it's Can't awesome. Wait. It's going to be fantastic. Well, I just to kind of like dip my toe a little bit into this convention scene. It is awesome to like be able to hear it from two of my closest friends. Uh, to be able to say that, man, I can I cannot be intimidated, and I can actually be excited. And I think a great pearl of wisdom here: focus on the person in front of you. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome. So I want to say thank you to Daniel letting me and tr come back to this mic you know I he had you. options he had options out there you know i mean he 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 knows people as as he has demonstrated he knows people so he could have anybody on this mic but he chose us <laughs> i'm not lying he knows people but hey we're, we're a team yeah. of course we're going to be on the mics come on now and i am honored to be back and thankful to be back on the mic <laughs> thanks to everybody for asking me to come back i do appreciate the words of encouragement after i was off yeah. last time so i'm back it's awesome i can't wait to see where we take this it's gonna be insane yes it is, insane. Yes, it is. just like all these weird sound effects in the background nobody knows why they're there <laughs> and then we get to bring back daniel and jeff's cooking segment oh fried chicken i can't wait <laughs> Let me tell you something real briefly. Best fried chicken I ever had was in a small town in Jordan in the Middle East. Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you for leaving that there. There we go. Left that there. Bring that to your convention and eat it. 
All right, let's see if I can do this. I'm trying to remember if I can do this. This has been a lot of fun. I am so super happy to be back. These guys are amazing and I love them very much. And I cannot, let's see. No, I can remember. Always remember that God is the game master. And no matter how the dice fall, the game plays on.